Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, I want to thank you all for supporting the network. Uh, I want to welcome any new listeners. I think we have a few. I've heard from a few people that uh, were interested in the show, so hopefully they're listening. And uh, yeah, and uh, make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on. And also uh, leave us a five-star review if you if you got a couple minutes. Uh, really helps out the, uh, the, webs- the website, the network, all that stuff. And also consider supporting the Fight Game Media Patreon at uh, patreon.com backslash fight game media just five bucks a month and uh you get like 20 podcasts a month for that and it also helps support the free network as well so uh but ryan uh we are uh we we don't have a show to preview but we do have a busy show because it's um you know we're, we're gonna look ahead at the next month and uh we also got to look back on a pretty eventful fight night in uh san antonio um headlined by a fight that was eh, probably not quite as good as what everyone was expecting. I mean, it was it was it was good. Like it wasn't a bad fight or anything, but it wasn't like a fight of the year or, or anything. Like it wasn't even the fight of the night. But um, Corey Sanhagen um, probably got the biggest win of his career. Would you think over Marlon Vera? Uh, I mean, as far as like current standing for yeah. both for both men and the vision where they're at i would say so yeah 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 i mean he's he's you know he's picked up wins over frankie edgar in the past but you know edgar wasn't frankie edgar you know um yeah. and uh marlon Moraes. i mean really the fight with tj dillshaw was you know the one that you know if he would have won that i mean that would have definitely been the biggest but uh here he's you know he might have earned himself a title shot definitely probably a number one contender at the very least um and uh, yeah, and, and split decision, uh, which was questionable, and not the only questionable scorecard uh, tonight. <laughs> I, you, you know, I would I would not say that was questionable. That was straight up bad that it was a split decision. 
Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, I was, I watched late cause I had a really busy day on Saturday and, uh, I, I had messaged you earlier about a bad scorecard and you're like, just wait. And then as, as I'm watching this main event, like I watched the co-main and I'm expecting, okay, maybe it's here. And then I'm like, okay, there's no way Holly Holm lost this fight. <laughs> and, and it, you know, if somehow Santos got the win, it would be like, you know, okay, that was really bad. And no, she didn't win. So then I'm okay. I'm expecting a bullshit in the, in the main event and I'm watching and I'm watching. And then they start going for the split decision. And, and then, you know, they read the scorecards, 50, 45, San Hagen, 48, 47, Marlon Vera. And the third one's 49, 46. And I'm like, no, no. No. And then it was it was Corey Sanhagen. So I was like, okay. So you were just talking about the one scorecard. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm as I'm watching this the fight, I've kind of got this in the back of the mind, in my mind, like, okay, how could they possibly give you know rounds? And okay, so I gave round three to Vera, but it was really close, and I easily could have given it to Sanhagen. And then four, I'm thinking, I'm watching the round as it's progressing, and I'm like, oh, you know, it started out kind of close. And then, but by the end of the round, Sanhagen, you know, had clearly won the round. But I'm like, if someone was an idiot, they might have given it to Vera. And then round five was another one that was clearly Sanhagen. Um, you know, just, you just dominated him. Like, Marilyn Vera just really couldn't get going. Like, he, you know, he landed a few shots here and there. And I mean, it wasn't a complete blowout or anything, but. Sanhagen pretty clearly won at least four of these rounds and, and the, the, you know, the third round was kind of close. Um, but I mean, you, 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 50, 45 was a better score than 49, 46, really, you know, or definitely than 48, 47. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it was all a hundred percent for Sanhagen on the media scores, right? Yeah. A hundred percent on the media scores for Sanhagen, 75% scored in 50, 45. So Is that what I mean, you had? Yeah, I had a fifty forty five. I mean, I mean, uh, we have the two veteran judges. Judges Saldimato had a fifty forty five. Chrisley had a forty nine forty six. We're giving it to Vera. It's Vera the third round is Joe Ojeda, who uh, is a Texas local. This was only the second UFC <laughs> event he's ever judged, and only the fourth fourth uh, UFC fight that he's turned in a completed scorecard, like. Wow. It's just this that's uh I mean, we see this all the time in Texas. Um yeah, and we've talked um, about it on the show. We talked about it, we talked about it, talked about it a bunch on the show. For first off, I want to say that just just a I mean, Vera is known for his slow starts and he had it here, had you know, he started off slow in the first and the second, but he never really got out of got out got going all that much. I mean, San Hagen outstruck him by a wide margin in every single round, had multiple takedowns in the fight. Uh, eight minutes of control time to like zero for Vera. So, I mean, it was just like one of those very like, you can't say dominant because it wasn't like complete because I don't think there was really any period where St. Agan came close to finishing Vera. But I mean, it was just one of those like clear, clear wins. Like, and then St. Agan just looked fantastic during it in it. In it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, these scorecards, we talk about in Texas every time, every time everybody goes like, why do they keep going to Texas? Why do they keep going to Texas? Wow. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't not go to Texas. You have, you have five major city. You have five of the top 20 uh, populated yeah. cities in the U S all five with major arenas where UFC can draw 13,000 fans or more easily. 
I mean, you can't. And they do. Just, that's and that's yeah, the other yeah. thing. They do. That's yeah, the key. Yeah, and MMA is big here. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't avoid running Texas. I mean, Probably. even you even do like minor shows, yeah. like regional shows, like yeah, regional you know, shows it, do good. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, I, and that's what leaving the elephant of AT and T Stadium out of out of the picture and all and all that. You can't avoid running Texas. You have to. It's too big of a. It's too major of a market. The problem is the commission here is always going to be the problem. Problem. They just don't want to. They have no accountability. They don't care to improve. They're the only commission that has has uh, officials who uh, referee and judge on shows, which to them is like them trying to save money by paying less less people to come <laughs> come, which is weird because they're getting they're making a killing off of all, all these shows and. Uh, and they have no post-fight meetings. They don't talk about scorecards. They don't talk to any of their judges or re- referees. And we'll get more into it, more into it later. It's and it's just they, they don't care. And I'm a native Texan. I've been to a lot of MMA events in Texas. A lot of those, a lot of the people that work for the commission. I don't know if these people are actually working on fight night, but they go to the fights and they have their credentials to where they can walk all over the floor. And they're drinking beer and alcohol and all that like they don't care. They just, they're just there. They're just there to be seen, you know, and it's just, it's, it's an embarrassment. You know, it's, it's a poor commission. It needs to be completely overhauled, overhauled. I wish I could, you know, head it myself, but you know, <laughs> it won't give uh, me the second thought, but you uh, can't take the pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but like, like now when it comes to the rest of these scorecards, yeah, there was a uh, two other split decisions, three other split decisions. And there was sure. one robbery. I thought not robbery is a little strong, but nah, the wrong well, winner won in one fight. Here's here's the thing about the three the three split decisions, all the cards. The Trevin Giles, Preston Parsons, when you look at the media scores, 50-50 down the middle. Albert Derive cheating to Jokuani, 50-50 down the middle, media scores. Macy Barber, Andrea Lee, Barber 53%, Lee 47%. Really? Yeah. It was, wow. Okay. These were. I thought Lee clearly won that fight. I, I'm was, surprised that yeah, it was. That there close. was. There was basically all all the three. You know, outside the main event because the main event that 48-47 scorecard for Vera is it's a complete trash scorecard. Scorecard. I mean, any that scorecard's printed off on on a uh, on paper anywhere. It's only good for you know. Paper to wipe in your ass. ass with, yeah. Thirty twenty seven. Uh, Barber was pretty bad too. I mean, yeah. Some of the score. I mean, there's a couple of score scores like that. You know, the thirty twenty seven Barber. But like when you look at look at that overall decision, like like those three split decisions, they were fifty fifty in the media, which shows shows that none of them were actually bad decisions. I, I now, yeah. That the Barber Lee one shocks me, but there I guess some, maybe yeah. Yeah, there were some questionable scores turned in because there was. Very clearly, uh, in a fly in the flyweight fight between CJ Vergara and Daniel Lacerda, the first round was a clear 10 8 round, and I don't think a single judge had it 10 8, maybe one did. And there was a round in the Holly Holm Yana Santos fight that was a clear 10 8, and only one judge had a 10 8. There were some, there were some 10 9 scores, it's in clear so, 10-8 rounds. You, you know, with the 10 8. With the ten eights, like I, I just I don't even know what to do anymore with the ten eights yeah. because some weeks they're doing it, you know, like they're supposed to, and then other weeks, you know, it's like you got to kill somebody. It's, to get a well, that's bad. It's bad training. It's bad training yeah. and bad, bad going over this stuff. And yeah. like I said, like I said, Texas, they don't they don't go over scorecards or referee decisions, you know. So oh, wait a minute. So back to the flyweight fight. So you're saying you thought that Lacerda got a clear ten eight in that first round? Yeah. 
Okay, so I, I, you know, I thought about that a lot, and I gave it a ten nine just because Vergara came back at the end and was, you know, was like the last. He probably won the last thirty seconds, if not minute. And yeah, he was in trouble, you know, for a while. But it, it, let's say it was a ten eight. Um, that is like one of the only times I think there's one other fight that I can remember, and we're kind of all over the place here, but yeah, it, it was a fight where it was ten eight, but at the end of the round you're positive Vergara is going to win. Like, yeah, you? Know, yeah. 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 I mean, like he had the momentum at the end of the first, but he, yeah, got, like, but he got, that's dropped, a weird thing. But, but like he got dropped twice in the round and he yeah. spent a good minute and yeah. a half just running. No, no, and and I wouldn't argue away. a 10, eight, I mean, running away. So yeah. yeah, but, but, but like, but by the end of the round, it's like, okay, yeah. Okay. So it was a 10, eight round, but Vergara is definitely going to win this fight. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I think there was there, I can't remember what other, there was one other fight like that where, you know, somebody got dominated in round one, but by the time it was over, you knew the guy that got the 10, eight, there's no way he's winning this fight because he's going to get finished. Like, cause Lacerda was so tired by the end of that round. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it, that, and that was uh yeah, that was a great fight, but, yeah, this judging. I looked while you were talking there earlier. I was looking at um, Chris Lee's history, and the amount of um, the amount of like dissenting scorecards that he has. He's had fifteen in this decade, like since the start of twenty twenty. He's had fifteen dissenting scorecards. Like it, it's unbelievable, and and he keeps judging. Like I, you know, I don't buy. And Dan Mergliata who scored the 30-27 Lee, which, you know, I, or Barber, that I thought was a bad scorecard. He's only judged, he judged two two shows in 2020, and then you got to go all the way back to 1999. To where he's put in completed scorecards. Yeah. No, where he's judged, period, I think. Well, well no, because sometimes... Oh, he, okay. You, you, could, you could be, you could be... I mean, yeah. MMA decisions only shows completed score. True, true. I said go to the decision. So, so because he he uh, judged two fights on this show. I know that right. Much. But Boz Rutten and Kevin Randleman was yeah. one of the fights that he judged at UFC 20 um, when they didn't even have 10 nines. Um, I, I thought that was funny, and and yeah, and he because I, I was like I asked you, I said I don't remember ever hearing him judge before, and then the other two were Bellator's and oh. probably shows I didn't watch. Speaking of Dan Miragliata, oh yeah, to bring this up, yeah, the, uh, the main event, yeah, the main event. I don't, I forget which round it was, but there was a moment. Might have been where, the third. That might have been Vera the third, almost one. Yeah, third, uh, but uh, there was a moment where where uh, Sanhagen was on top, very clearly on the ground. And Vera was on the bottom. I think it was the third, third. And Vera landed, was uh, throwing kicks, and there was quite a few. I think I counted three to four that hit Sanhagen right in the face. Didn't do any damage to Sanhagen, but I mean these were illegal kicks, and like they were right, very clearly in front of Dan Miragliata. Like you could, like he was staring at him while he watches. He's just standing there like a doofus, letting all these illegal strikes be. And you know, and the corner like screaming, he yeah, can't kick you. He can't like, kick you. Yeah. <laughs> the corner screaming that that these are illegal, and he's just standing there yeah. like a doofus, like mm, I don't see it, you know. But, but it's like, so you know what's but, weird? That's the only fight on the card that he judged, and this was a fight that was moved from another card. So I, I I'm I'm assuming he wasn't even scheduled to judge this. Are card, you talking about or to ref this card? Yeah. Uh, ref this well, card. I mean it did. The show did lose three fights during the week, and they already oh, so they might all they always his? they always have the they always have the assignments set out like more than a week. Ahead. 
more than a week in advance. So, you know, but is it possible that this was like because he was it was originally on a different card? <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Okay. He was. I mean, he's very clearly looked. He he judged on it. He was very clearly That's scheduled true, to work yeah. the show. So, so. But I'm like, I, I you know, why why couldn't we get her Herzog in there? Like, you know, I mean, the other judges, Montalvo, he's not that great. Carrie Hatley, don't even get me started. So it's like Merlin is usually not too bad, but <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. Okay. He's more bad than he's good. Yeah, so he's getting into like uh, the uh, yeah, he's been doing this for a while. Eh? So yeah, yeah, it's just and and the, there was a lot of there was a lot of fouls on this show that just weren't yeah. going called and and there's just there needs back to, to the be, fence grabbing too. I back saw to a few fence, fence grabs and just it's just there needs to be just some. Somebody needs to sit down with these guys and be like, be like, look, let's get some consistency in yeah. here because, because like these fighters are just constantly breaking the rules because they know they can get away with it. And then, and then, but like, you're going to have a situation where you're calling it for one guy, one guy and they start filing appeals. Like, like I grabbed the fence one time and got warned and this guy grabbed the fence several times in a fight. Never, you know, I grabbed the fence and, and got a point taken away and this guy grabbed the fence three four times and never even got a warning you know it's just yeah the inconsistencies it's getting to be too much too much in the sport absolutely all right uh anything else you want to say about the main event uh Uh, main event uh you gotta go sanhagen uh marab next that's the fight to make yeah yeah and marab was marab was there and and it was funny because uh he got a big cheer and then they cut to his teammate and then he gets booed yeah. and it's like it's so great this is like yeah. the bloodline <laughs> you know like i just want to see i want to see uh all yeah. just crack yeah, him in mean, a chair yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> it's, i'm torn on that because it doesn't because at one time at one it's like you guys can make so much money uh fighting each other fighting each other and you know but at the same time same time like it's you know sometimes it's hard to make friendships yeah. and you want to fracture a friendship a lifetime friendship over money you know and that could, yeah ask john jones I mean, and rashad evans how that went yeah i mean like that's stuff that could like be irreparable yeah. like post fight you know or, just, or tj and uh and cody tj and uriah and all that yeah yeah them too yeah. um all right uh yeah so yeah no i agree and then uh vera i mean you know he'll he'll be fine he'll he'll main event a couple more shows and they'll sell a lot of tickets and he'll be he'll get three wins in a row he's right back where he was so yeah yeah um, i mean i mean i saw uh, i think he was floating the idea of him against Piotr Jan next and oh that's a good one <laughs> that would be a, that's a good one right there so yeah, absolutely. So I mean, absolutely. I don't, I don't know if they would do that for Yawn because I feel like they want to give Yawn a fight where he wins next, like kind of like a, like a fight where you would expect him to win, win next. Okay. Yeah, because he's just tough. Such a, he's just such a. That division is so tough, gallery. though, man. Like that division is is ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, like it's hard to find a guy that you know an easy win, but I guess yeah. it can maybe I'm like a Marlon Marais or something. Uh, oh, no, he's in PFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in PFL. Bring him back. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Let's do the three stars. Who do you got? Uh, I was going to let you go first. I went first. Okay. Two. I'll go first. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I am going to go with, uh, it caught me off guard a little bit. Holly Holm, first of all. Um, she looked great in her fight against Yana Santos, former Yana Kunitskaya. Just dominated with her wrestling and her striking. Most like just, just a complete performance. She looked, like 
you know, she's what, like, I think she's 40, right? She looked like 41 years younger, 41. She looked like 10 41. years younger than she is. And she's just, and she signed, a, she signed a new six fight deal before this fight too. Oh, there you go. There you go. I mean, and you know what? Like she could, uh, you know, I mean, she's real close to a title shot. I think like one more win, you got, you almost have to give it to her, even though she's, I think she's fought uh, Nunez twice. Right. But once, I mean, once. Oh, just once? Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. go back to it then. Uh, okay, I'm going to leave that one for you. Um, <laughs> I will uh, I will go with uh, Daniel Pineda uh, over Tucker Lutz. Uh, second round submission. And this was, I think Pineda, was he the biggest undercard underdog on the card? He was, yeah. Or one of the biggest underdogs on the card anyways. And, uh, and, and he dominated him. And uh, Lutz was, you know, like he was game. Like he was getting shots in and everything. And I kept thinking he was going to come back. But um, Pineda was just, you know, he was on a mission. And, uh, you know, this was a night of the Texas fighters. There was a lot of Texas fighters. And I think they were really spurred on by the crowd. And, um, and, and then, yeah, I'm going to steal this one because, uh, you know, even though it'd be good for you, but... That freaking uh, CJ Vergara, um, you know, coming back. And this was exhibit A for don't ever go back to the Apex because this, like, he, like you mentioned earlier, he was running away in the first round and he was getting tagged and he was dropped a couple times and he was almost out. But Herzog was like right there and ready to stop it, but didn't stop it because Vergar was showing enough. And then by the end of the round, he was coming back and then he just came out in the second corner, told him it was a 10 eight. And he's like, okay, I'm going to need a finish. And he just went out there and he destroyed Daniel Lacerda in the second round because it was going to be a 10-8 if, if it made it to the end of the round. But he finished him with 56 seconds left. I mean, Lacerda was just done. He was getting pounded on and and, uh, and Herzog stopped it. But the crowd, like, not only did they make this like an incredible fight, but they also spurred on Vergara because he was a local. And, um, and, and like, this is why you need these fights in front of crowds. And I'm just like, I, when I was finished watching this fight, it was like, I hope they never go back. To the, I know they have two shows scheduled there, but they should not be scheduling any more shows at the Apex. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good ones. Uh, for me, uh, first one, we're going to share this one, but Daniel Pineda uh, okay. you know, is a, but I got to, but I wanted to point out this. It's his 28th win and his 20th oh, yeah, yeah. stoppage. 100 percent finish rate. That is just an absolutely incredible statistic. Like I know his rec- overall record. You know he's, you know he's 28 and 14 with three no contests. So, so you know he's a, you know wins two out of every three fights. But, but the fact that he just finishes everybody, that's incredible. And uh, my number two, Nate Landwehr. Like, like oh yeah, just just uh, he brought the fight to Austin Lingo and uh, and just kind of battered him in the second round and then got him down rear naked choke and uh his post fight promo fantastic just just oh yeah know, yeah just he's 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 taken over for cowboy <laughs> yeah hey, I, I guess kind of? So, yeah, kind of i mean just just everything about that guy's irritating uh even the clothes he was he was wearing <laughs> when he walked into the arena that i saw the picture of him very uh not quite as outlandish, but it gave Seth Rollins vibes off. Yeah, yeah, you know, not not that. I mean, not as outlandish, but you know, very bright blue suit and just our blue blazer, just very crazy. And uh, my uh, third one is going to be a shared star, but I'm going to give it to the opening fight 
opening fighters of Victor Altamirano and Venetia Salvador. They, I mean, that's about as good as a opening fight as you're going to get. Just a lot of back and forth trading and it had the crowd, crowd into it right away. I mean, you know, vet, granted Altamirano, Mexican fighter from Texas, you know, you're going to, yeah, you know, they're going to, you're going to have the crowd behind you anyway, but it was just a great entertaining, entertaining opening fight. So I'm going to share the, those with him. Those might have been like the two mo the two best openers since I think there was like one of those early like one of the first fights that they had back with fans. Yeah. Remember, I think it was in like uh Abu Dhabi with like two Chinese or, fighters on the card. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to look have to look it up look it up. But I mean in, in like recent memory, yeah, definitely the yeah definitely the strong the strongest first two fights on the show. Absolutely. And um, the uh, one other thing about um, Pineda, two. So he's twenty eight and fourteen with three no contests. He all, the two of his no contests were wins that were overturned that he finished in those two. So he actually <laughs> had thirty finishes in in thirty fights yeah, uh, because they, I think he failed a drug test in uh, PFL or something, and he had a bunch of wins that were overturned later, like after the fact. Yeah, it was two um, two two wins because they happened on the same night when they yeah they were doing the doing the uh, the quarterfinals and the semifinals on that PFL. Yeah, tournament. pretty tested positive for elevated uh, T T T T two E uh, ratio. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was uh, yeah. So those are those are pretty incredible. So we yeah we're we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Pineda uh, two stars here, and um, the uh... NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So take us through the rest of this uh, card, which was, like I said, pretty pretty damn good card. Okay, yeah. First off, uh, we ended up with only ten fights. We had three fights. Yeah. That got canceled during the week. First one was a uh, was Haley Callan against Tamir's Vidal. Vidal was pulled due to undisclosed medical reasons. Kind of sucks for Callan because she was scheduled yeah. to fight a couple weeks ago and had to pull out during weigh-ins because she she had an ovarian cyst rupture while she was cutting weight, cutting weight, and then she came back to me and. Uh, that one got pulled. And we had a lightweight fight between Manuel Torres and Trey Ogden that got called off during weigh-ins with Torres suffering a medical issue. Heard it was just, I think it was just a bad weight cut. And I heard he was at the hospital all night Ooh. before weigh-ins. So that was that. And then we had a fight that got canceled during the show. And this is probably my most anticipated fight outside of the main event. It was the flyweight fight between Alex Perez and Manel Cop. Uh, yeah. Perez suffered a seizure backstage while he was oh, getting man while he's preparing preparing so so you know that's another string of tough luck for perez that's a, that was uh, the, i counted like his 12th canceled ufc fight and his 
is I, th- I want to say third, fourth, maybe fifth fight that had been canceled with uh, 48 hours or less before it was supposed to take place. Just a, wow. just a string of bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah, you him. pull up his pe- topology page and it's yeah, just it's, like a whole bunch of cancellations. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, uh, it kicked off with the flyweight fight I talked about, Victor Altamirano, unanimous decision of Venetia Salvador, 29 28 across the board. I had a 29 28. Very good fight. Uh, yep. Entertaining. Then we had CJ Vergara, Bishop Daniel Lacerda in the second round, TKO. Lacerda pounded the crap out of Vergara early in the early in the first. Dropped him twice. Vergara was like literally like running away. If uh, if you ever if anybody ever remembers the clip Calib Starnes and Nate Corey fight from UFC 83, or you you definitely remember the gifts of it. It was just constantly yeah. Starnes running away. This was what that first shot was like, but it wasn't like, but it was because Regar was trying to recover from being hurt. And Lasarda couldn't catch him. Like, Lasarda couldn't catch running him. Too but, fast. but when he caught him, when he caught him, he yeah. dropped him. Like, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. But, uh, but I think, but it tired Lasarda out. Like, like Regar had this strong, strong close to the first. First and uh, Lacerda was tired in the second. I think the I don't have it in front of me. I had it in front of me when I was working on on my observer observer recap. But I think the second round Vergara outlanded Lacerda like sixty to two or sixty to four. Oh man, something yeah. in, in significant strikes in the second round on in order to be in, to get in the finish. Just uh, got on top and was just pounding away till he got a finish. Very very good very good fight. It's. Uh, it, to me, it might end up on the short list of fight of the year. Don't think it's the don't think it's the fight of the year. Fight of the year, it's probably top three right now. But that first round might end up winning the round of the year. Round of the yeah. year, that's one to definitely keep an eye on. Then we had a welterweight fight, uh, split decision. Trevor Giles uh, defeated Preston Parsons to twenty nine twenty eight scorecards, and then one twenty nine twenty eight for Parsons. I actually scored it for Parsons just based on takedowns and control. But it was, a, it was a close fight. They could have gone either way. Neither neither man was really super impressive, in my opinion. Then uh, closing out the prelims, we had a featherweight fight. Lucas Alexander, uh, unanimous decision over Stephen Peterson, 30-27 across the board. Alexander, just his kicks and his punches uh, were too much for Peterson. Destroyed Peterson's uh, front leg. Front leg. He, Peterson was having to switch stances all through throughout the second. Never really just got going. It was Clear win for Alexander. Peterson took off his gloves after, afterwards. Yep. Set him in the center of the octagon. Said he was retiring, going into coaching. So uh, I think he finishes with like a nineteen and eleven record. Kind of just you know, five hundred fighter in the UFC. UFC not a big name, but but he was glad to have his you know final fight in his home state. So that's good for him. Then kicking off the main card, we had the Daniel Pinedas second round submission over Tucker Lutz. Then we had Albert Duraev, a split decision over Chidi and Jokowani, 29-28 twice, and then a 29-28 for Njokowani. I thought Njokowani just – I thought he could have won this fight easily, and he just didn't mm-hmm. do anything. Just, yeah. just He was playing defense too much and just wasn't scoring an offense. And Duraev, uh, outside of the first round, I don't think he did much in the second and third, but I think he did – I actually had Duraev win in the third, which most people had in Jokowani, and I had in Jokowani win in the second. I think I had it – I think I had it like you. Like, yeah, but, I mean, split decision. It could have gone either way, like all these split decisions outside of the main event. So, yeah. But uh, then we had uh, Macy Barber, split decision over Andrea Lee, 29-28, 30-27 scorecards, and then a 29-28 for Lee. Uh, I scored it for Lee, giving her the second and third rounds. But they were super close. Could have gone either way. Either way, I thought Lee won. The, I thought Lee won the third on the strength of the take. To, I thought she won both the second and the third 
based on the fact okay. of the takedowns yeah. and ending the rounds on top top you know but uh it was pretty even in the striking barbara won the first uh lee was on top for a little bit but didn't do a whole lot from the top and barbara was way more active on the bottom uh a lot of people said that was the case throughout the whole fight i don't think it was that much in the second third but really could have gone either way close fight so so you know not a not a bad decision and then we had nate landwehr second round submission over austin lingo just incredible showing from landwehr and Holly Holm, unanimous decision over Yana Santos, just dominant showing from home. And then the main event, San Hagen over Vera that we talked about. It's funny, they in the post-fight interview with uh, Macy Barber, they the crowd was kind of booing the decision. And the funny thing is, is they pointed out that, oh, it's because Andrea Lee's uh, hometown. Well, first of all, she's not. And secondly, they were cheering Macy during the fight. Yeah. Like, so I think they were really booing the decision. Like, you know, in, in oh. case, but I mean, I, yeah, I just thought it was kind of weird because they were chanting Macy, Macy during the fight, but. Yeah, Andrea Lee's from Texas. She was born yeah, in Texas. So. Yeah. Well, so, that's what I thought. It was weird. We, they didn't announce her from Texas. So. Yeah. Um, she, well, she fights out of Shreveport. Yeah. Uh, they, which, but usually. Which is, close to, which is almost, yeah. which is just right across the border. So. But usually they, they do the gimmick, you know, uh, fighting out of Shreveport by way of, you know, and then wherever she was born. But uh, yeah, so it was a um, very successful show. Another one, uh, 16,076. I assume that's a sellout. $2.15 million gate, which is that's pretty a, good for a fight night. For a fight night, that's an incredible number. Yeah. And uh, fight performance bonuses, just the standard ones. Uh, fight of the night was obviously Vercar and, and uh, Lacerda or De Silva. It's weird because they call him Lacerda, but he's got De Silva on his trunks. And uh, but yeah, uh, he, he goes by both. And I, yeah. it feels. Yeah, I have I had to switch it up constantly in coverage because it, it feels like one fight they'll call him Lacerda and another fight they'll call him De Silva. It's weird. Yeah, eh, whatever. Um, and then the other bonuses went to Pineda and Landwehr, which uh, deserving deserving uh, winners yeah. there. So uh, yeah, that was uh, UFC Fight Night. So UFC's got a week off uh, this coming week. Um, it's a busy week. WrestleMania. I'm sure that's why they took it off. It's not. Um, but well, they haven't run against on WrestleMania weekend in a few years, so so there might be something to that then. Well, might might Just be. It's also, yeah, I mean, it's a good when you're running 42 Saturdays a year and you have to take 10 off and in WrestleMania. Final nice. four is it, probably more good. more likely, right? Yeah, yeah, Final Four probably. So, um, all right, uh, but we do have a Bellator show uh, and, a, and a PFL. Um, so Bellator is running on Friday uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on Showtime. That I guess that's the prelims. Main prelims. card's probably a card's 10, 10, 10, yeah. Um, it's not a big card, uh, but um, Katz and Gano's fighting on the card. Main event is Marcelo Golm and Daniel James, which sounds like a uh, Apex heavyweight special. Um, I, I don't even know if it's good enough for that. Well, no, well, but it's the kind of fight that they usually <laughs> put on the main card of the Apex. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely not a main event. Uh, our boy uh, Aaron Jeffrey, who's been on this show, is uh, also fighting on the main card against John Salter. And, it's a good uh, match up there. That's a really good one, yeah. Uh, some interesting prelim, uh, uh, Adam Piccolotti. Yeah. What? On the main card, uh, Rustam Hobilov. He's making oh, yeah, his yeah, uh, yeah. Bellator debut. Former yeah, UFC, long, uh, long-time yeah. welterweight. Um, lightweight actually, he was a lightweight, but he's fighting at welterweight. It? Yeah, he's fighting at welterweight year. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. He had that long und- unbeaten streak, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He had a uh, yeah. He had a well. He he won his first three and then lost two in a row and then and then won like six six in a row 
yeah. before losing one and then and then leaving. Uh, yeah, we got Adam Piccolotti on the prelims. Uh, Lance Gibson Jr., uh, we've talked about him on the show a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Rakeem Cleveland, old, old veteran. So there's a few familiar names on the prelims. Yeah. Ashley Cummins. Oh, my God. I haven't seen yeah. her name in a while. Uh, I think this is uh, Benson Henderson's wife. I think this is yeah Maria. her, her pro, pro debut, I think it might be her pro uh, debut. They got her listed at 1-0. and Okay. I know she fought amateur. I wasn't sure she made her pro debut yet. Here, let me just pull up the record. Uh, live last year, so looks like it was a pro fight, but yeah, yeah all uh, yeah, she had three three amateur wins as well, so that's yeah. interesting. Imagine he'll be in the corner, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, so I, I uh, yeah, that'll be again, uh, you prelims will be on YouTube at uh, starting at seven and the main card at showtime at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern on Friday, and uh, and that's from uh, where's that show, uh, Changa uh, Resort, Tem- Temecula. Temecula, yeah, oh yeah, Dan Henderson will be in the crowd. Um, and then uh, we've got uh, PFL, uh, their debut of their uh, 2023 regular season. Uh, they're they're re- they're fighting at the uh, the Virgin, the same place that the UFC card was a few weeks ago, and um, it's uh, on ESPN on Saturday uh, evening. Uh, ESPN Plus for the prelims, and then the main cards on ESPN. And uh, it's actually you know pretty big card, a lot of f- familiar names. Uh, Tiago Santos. I think it's Rob Wilkinson in the co-main. Main event is Brendan Lochnane and Marlon Moraes. Big featherweight fight there. Uh, Lochnane won the championship last year, and Marlon Moraes, uh, former uh, uh, World Series of Fighting uh, champion, uh, bantamweight. So he's he's fighting at featherweight here. Uh, we got Mavlad Kabaylev, Christoph Jotko, and Will Flurry in the uh, on the card as well, and as part of the light heavyweight tournament. So Bubba Jenkins, and uh, yeah, prelims and not. Anybody of no Impa Kazagane on the prelims as well. He's in the tournament against Corey Hendricks. Uh, that's Murray. actually that's actually I don't think that's a tournament fight. No. Oh really? Maybe no, like just, an alternate or something. Possibly yeah, if somebody gets hurt or knocked out or whatever. Yeah, Kazagane is he? He used to be at middleweight, didn't he? So he's moving. So he up. fought at welterweight uh, too, I think. Yeah, because where when he. Uh, yeah, he fought. He 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 started as a middleweight when he came off the contender series. You know, he, he got knocked out by Joaquin Buckley, and then uh, he went to off. yeah he went to welterweight when he fought Sasha Palatnikov. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, the, the, fought there the twice. Fought there twice, and then then he uh, then after he left UFC, missed weight missed weight as a welterweight by like nine and a half pounds for for <laughs> a fight at UFC, and then he was at middleweight for a fight and then up to light heavyweight for the PFL. Yeah. He won a contract just a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on their challenger series, which is yeah. like the contender series and, and he's already fighting here. So good for him. Uh, what is it? So there's one, two. Oh yeah, you're right. There's got, it can't be part of the tournament. Yeah. Cause there's four other tournament fights, which is funny. Cause like there are two guys that people know and they're not in the tournament, but yet we've got Josh Silvera and Sam key in one fight. And Josh Mark... Silvera was, was part of the tournament last year. Okay. Too. Wow. And it shows how much I remember because I watched that whole thing and I don't remember any of these people. Uh, Mohammed Fakhardine. I think I remember that name. That's a pretty cool name. Uh, But yeah, so it's uh, these shows are always good. You know, if you got time, check it out. Um, The presentation is really good. And, uh, you know, they got good broadcasters. They got Lillian Garcia doing the the, uh, ring announcing, which is always fun on WrestleMania weekend. So, Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is uh, PFL coming this uh this coming saturday on espn so you can check that out if you don't like basketball um and yeah, uh man. so and, uh, 
and lots of a uh, lots of stuff on UFC Fight Pass this weekend as well, as well for those. What, who what do you got there? Do you have it? Want to get your uh, yeah? Who want to get their MMA fix? There's a pair of a uh, CFFC shows on Friday and Saturday, uh, which uh, wrestling fans want to hear CM Punk talk it. You know, make any comments? He'll be on doing commentary on those shows. Uh, you got a, a BFL on Thursday from Canada with Jesse Taylor uh, fighting. Uh, oh yeah. Looking at earlier. Uh, yeah. Another show in Canada on fight pass on Friday night, Friday night, unified MMA 50. Uh, it's got a, a few former UFC fighters. Main event is Shane Campbell and Daryl Horcher, both fighting the UFC before KB Bueller fighting Curtis Melinder to UFC veterans. Oh yeah. So, Millinders. Yeah, Long time bet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a few, few, few little things if you like, you know, regional MMA and MMA and all that. So, yeah, a few things this weekend. All right. Do you want to do this question of the week? Because we did get one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this comes from uh, at uh, underscore STD underscore. Sounds like a, uh, you know, like a joke thing or whatever. But he's actually a pretty, pretty cool dude. I've, uh, yeah. you know, I've interacted with him a little bit. And his question is, in an era of plethora versus dearth, uh, why is casual burnout increasing and how much of a factor is it that Endeavor only has to sell fights to ESPN instead of to the MMA public at large? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about, I saw that question. I was thinking about uh, how I was going to You know, I really don't know that there's casual burnout. Uh, I think we're in a phase now. Obviously, UFC is more content providers for ESPN nowadays than, uh, than uh than anything than you know anything than they were before but they were also running a lot of shows and back in the in the fox days days as well but i think i think it's just become like every other sport like like we uh we look at ratings on wednesday and wednesday is a nba night night mm-hmm. on uh on espn and you know there would be some some weeks for those nba games draw big numbers and some weeks where they don't draw no big numbers. And I think it's just, that's kind of how UFC is. Some shows do good, do good when it's a big fight, you know, just like NBA does good numbers when it's a big game. And some of these games that aren't as big, just like some of these UFC shows that aren't as big, don't do, don't do as good numbers. I don't, so I don't think there's casual burnout. It's just, it's just, there's, there's a lot of shows and, and, and there's going to be a certain interest level there. And uh, the shows that are feel bigger are going to do more do more when it comes to TV viewing. And obviously that's always been the way, way when it comes to these pay-per-view cards, the, the card the cards that are presented as bigger shows and have the bigger stars are always going to do better than the, than the cards with the lesser stars. That's just, that's been since the beginning of time, time uh, on that second, what was the second part of that uh, endeavor? Um, so is, is a factor of, of, you know, of this casual burnout and, you know, whatever it is, you know, I guess we can say the fact that, you know, a lot of casual MMA fans skip a lot of shows. So is yeah. the reason is because they're only really selling fights to ESPN and they're not really worried about the MMA public at large. Not, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, they don't, I mean, they're content providers. Like, yeah. Like the thing saying. is though about that, like, I mean, I kind of think that way as well, but then look at the ticket sales. Like ticket sales yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think what it is is that, it's it's not so much casual burnout as it's more like apathy 
as opposed to like so they're not like burnt out like oh man there's so much ufc i'm just not going to watch any of it it's more like i'm just going to wait for a big fight and yeah. I'll, I'll check in then and the fact is is you can do that and yeah. you don't need to watch like if you're a casual fan like you don't need to watch every fight night you know um and and really so i think what happens is you start skipping prelims and then you start okay i'm just going to watch the top two fights and then you just start skipping shows altogether. but you check in for you know the big fight nights you know like this week i think a lot of fans that probably don't normally watch probably might have watched this week because it was on espn it was a big fight in the main event you had holly home in the co-main that you know it's the name everybody knows um, and then the pay-per-views, you know, like, and, and another thing, I think too, is uh, even though it went against March Madness, like a lot of the big, like a lot of the big March Madness is still going to do well. Do they well, lost a lot, a of, lot of big schools. They lost a lot of big schools. <laughs> like a lot, yeah. like you didn't have Kansas and Duke and, and Kentucky. And, I had, and I had Carolina seven, just, I had seven of my elite eight teams knocked out before the sweet 16 I mean, <laughs> and i'm gonna win my pool yeah like, i mean because, it was the first, because i picked the, the right first, winner first time in history and uh yeah. that the elite eight didn't have a single number one seed yeah so yeah I, if yukon wins the tournament i'm gonna win the pool which i didn't think it was possible after the first round yeah so but, yeah. yeah i lost i lost like three of my final four no, I lost two of my final four in the opening round. Like, <laughs> and I might win the I w- might win the whole damn pool. Like, it's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like a question though because I think there's a question I hear a lot. And uh, I went, you know, the the show I do every year with uh, Josh Nason, right, on FYW, yeah. where we go over the year in review. And I swear it was like 2017 that I might've originally coined that term that UFC is content providers. Like, and it's like every year since it's even more and more the case. And, you know, to the point where I I actually had a question for you, the question I was going to ask you was kind of similar to this. And, and it kind of fits in with this question. If you weren't covering UFC, would you still watch every week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there might I, there might be some of those shows like the South Korea ones where I'm not up at yeah up you have at to watch live live maybe maybe I will but I mean I've been going to shows I've been watching this yeah. this sport since 2001 been going to the shows since the shows since 2004 for like I'm in it I'm in it from from the from the you know I'm in it like just in, I, in too deep in too deep and and like you know it's like I watch like I'm a big NASCAR fan. I watch every NASCAR Cup Series race live, you know, as as it's going on. I always, always have. So, so yeah, I, I think I'm just too into into at least UFC now. Now my non UFC stuff, my non UFC viewing habits just get lower and lower every year, just because there's so much UFC. So I mean, there's there's that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and so, that's why I think for me, I might like, I don't think I would ever stop watching, but I think I might like start, like, I probably maybe would stop watching the prelims if I didn't have to. Um, because, like, I, again, with the with the main cards, like I think I would still watch Bellator every time. Like I would I would record the show and watch it every single week if it was on TV. In the in thing, and I know it's on YouTube, but like I have to remember to go to YouTube and do it. Whereas like PFL, it's on my PVR, so I go and watch it. 
Um, I don't even know if I can watch the prelims, um, but it, I think I, I think I can, but I would have to watch them live and I'm not watching PFL prelims live. Like I'm not that hardcore. Yeah. Um, and whereas yeah, UFC, like, like I, you know, I do watch everything, but if I had to watch UFC prelims live, I suppose I would for the show, but I, there's no way I would do it if I wasn't doing the show. Like yeah. no way. And like, like uh, the thing like back in the day, you know, 10, 12 13 years ago thing I would do, like I would rewatch a lot of old shows yeah. during, during, during the week. I did that for I a while. Re- I can't remember the last time I rewatched an old show. Uh, like, well, even when we honest. used to start this show, you used to be watching fights like old fights and, and you don't, yeah. you don't do it as you don't do it as much anymore. So no, no, I mean, so I, much. I think I, I also got back into rewatching old wrestling from the beginning. Of right. The, yeah. 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 Though. You told me. Yeah, yeah so, so that's going to take up your time. All right, yeah. that was a good question from uh, our boy STD, and we'll uh, we'll tag him. I'll, I'll let him know that we talked about his question, and yeah. hopefully he listens. And people, let us know what you think. If if you're not watching as many shows as you used to, tell us why. Uh, and always always feel free to send in questions. You know, we'll absolutely we'll yeah. answer them all the time. Yeah. If you're on uh, if you're not on the uh, Fight Game Media Discord, just send Ryan or I a DM, and we we can send you an invite. We're kind of closing it, but if you're if you're a listener of the show, we, we'll get you into the Discord, and uh, we'll we'll send you a link and, and get you hooked up for that because yeah. it's it's a lot of fun, uh, especially if you're a wrestling fan. But there's a lot of good, uh, all kinds of literally anything you want to talk about. There's there's yeah. a there's a channel in there for that. Um, all right, our we have to talk about segment, and uh, this is another one. I I swear, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the year when we were talking about potential Hall of Fame. I can't believe this is the most star-studded Hall of Fame ever. Um, and they announced on the show on Saturday that uh, Donald Cerrone is going into the UFC Hall of Fame. Another great moment. He was in the crowd. He was actually in the crowd. He wasn't like in the special seats where the fighters usually are. Like no, right no the, the, that was a special section for. The was fight. it? That was, that was a fighter section. Yeah. But but it wasn't like as close to the cage as they normally are. Like it looked uh, like he was in with the fans. They, they have two different. Well, they actually have three different sections of fighters. But okay, that was okay. that was the main the main spot. Usually, you, uh, the big fighter section is right there behind where they do all the where they do the prep yeah. beforehand. Beforehand, he was in that area. Was he okay? Yeah. Either way, he was in the crowd. And uh, and he was surprised. And then they brought out his kids. And he somehow didn't know his kids were there. And you could tell from his reaction that he didn't know. He, he didn't know. He didn't know. Uh, Dana said that they flew flew his wife and the kids in and on, and on a private jet. That's what I was figuring had happened. You know, yeah. and Dana, you know, you can say a lot of things about Dana, but that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, he comes out and, and Cerrone's just beaming from ear to ear. And, um, you know, and you watch the video package. And, I mean, it was... You know, and there was some discord, you know, about, you know, oh, is he a Hall of Famer or not? Donald Swarm is a Hall of Famer. And if you don't think he is, you don't you don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, he's an OG. He's, you know, like he never, never was a, was a, did he win the, no, he didn't win the title in WEC, no. right? No. Yeah. But, but I mean, he was, he was like one of the best fighters that never won a title. Um, he was one of the most exciting fighters in history. Like if Justin Gaethje um retires well i mean he did win an interim title so that's probably not a great comparison but you know he was yeah well i was gonna say nate diaz (laughs) yeah then nate diaz he's a hall of famer yeah um nick diaz i mean he won title in strike force but uh he's a hall of famer um you know if and and this is like you know and there's champions that aren't hall of famers long time tyron woodley is not a hall of famer he might get there someday but he's not hall of famer 
Donald Cerrone's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, and I I just thought it was just great, great video yeah. package for him. And what do we got? We got Cerrone, Aldo, Silva, Jens Pulver. Like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm still kind of expecting Frankie Edgar to get announced in yeah. Newark. I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I think he would qualify as a pioneer. Um, not sure. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, but have, but then you have the fight wing. Yeah. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people that disagree with Cerrone, but I mean, it's I look at it. It's like it's the Hall of Fame, not yeah. the Hall of Champions. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's not not even, excuse me, not even the Hall of Excellence. Yeah, um, I, I you mean, made a good point. He's I a mean, way better candidate than Jens Pulver. I mean, Matt Sarah's in the UFC Hall of Fame because he beat GSP. Right. Literally, yeah. Like the guy I mean, like Matt Sarah was eleven and seven, seven and seven in the UFC, but he's in the he's in the UFC Hall of Fame because he beat GSP and because he's friends with Dana. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> like this is not this more is than not a ladder. This is not a writer voted thing, so we really can't criticize who they put in. If we want, but you know what? Wants, even if it was a writer, I think Sorody's getting it any, yeah. anyways. And even so, like I think too many there's, I think there's too many comparisons with like the MLB Hall of Fame. And the MLB Hall of Fame to me is the most ridiculous Hall of Fame there is. But even there, like Ernie Banks, yeah. like you're gonna tell me Ernie Banks isn't a Hall of Famer because he but, never but, won a World Series? Yeah, but I was like, but I was like looking at the. I mean, if you look like the Pro Football Hall of Fame or even even the Basketball Hall of Fame, I was looking at some of the people in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Like, there's people like like you know, this is not a knock on these people, but like Mitch Richmond, Ben Wallace, you know, guys like that. Like, like I mean, like that's Cerrone level. Yeah, they yeah, those people were on on a team on a team that won a championship one time each each. But I mean, they're not. It's not like these guys were MVPs of the league or even biggest stars in the league. I mean, there's a lot of people in the, and when you kind of like would compare, it's like, was he really a hall of famer? But in, in, in the minds of the people who voted. Yeah. And realistically, uh, in the minds of the people who make the decisions for the USC hall of fame, Donald Cerrone is, I mean, he's a company guy. He's in the record books. Like his name was all over the record books. You want to know someone else who is a hall of famer that, was further away from a title than any of the people we've mentioned. And he's active right now. Who's that? Jim Miller is a Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's he yeah, uh, Jim Miller's gonna make the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, like and he's nowhere near title contention, but it doesn't he's never matter. fought for a title, yeah. No, so. no, and he's you know, but he's freaking Jim Miller. Like Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like 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 I I'm put Jim with, Miller in before I put Gray Maynard in, and yeah. I think Gray Maynard's a Hall of Famer too. But like I'm finally just giving guys recognition. Who yes. cares? Who yeah. cares? It's about recognizing people who made a difference, a difference in the sport. And Cerrone made a difference in the sport because extremely popular guy, popular guy. Like he's somebody who everybody who watches UFC knows who he is. Yeah, you know, he's fought a lot, fought a lot, and just people loved him and. Loved him. That's that's all that matters. It's a hall. If you of know fame. the guy by one name. He's a hall of famer. Yeah, cowboy. He's yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's it's not a bad selection. No, bad no, selection at all. Right. And and it, you know, especially like like you know, I brought up this point to our buddy James. It's like Dana is ultimately the one he decide who decides. And there's going to be some people he wants in before his time running the company is up. And certainly yep. fits a bill, and Absolutely. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make a big old fuss about, you know, you know whether he should or shouldn't be in. I, you know, if if you were to send me, if we, if this was like legit voting and there was ballots, and you were to put him 
like on the on the list of candidates candidates and depending on how many he'd make my list so. yeah i mean it, maybe not this year like just given the you know but then like if there was no maximum yeah sure why not but like i mean honestly like if you're if you let's say you could only vote for like three and yeah. well no we're gonna vote for aldo we're gonna vote for silva and maybe we vote for Cerrone ahead of pulver but um you know it's like yeah i mean this this year is incredible and and that ceremony is gonna be awesome yeah. uh, especially if you get edgar in there too like um you know th- there's gonna be some great speeches man yeah plus it's not like there's a there's a physical hall of fame or that's true yeah stuff too. yeah and man. there's no like it's not like you're selling tickets i mean the thing's gonna sell out they don't sell very many tickets for that and yeah. they don't care who watches on fight pass so um yeah g- great congratulations donald Cerrone, yeah. and and he's gonna be uh one of the first a- has an active hall of famer ever uh fought he's, in UFC? He, he's not he's active, gonna though. fight again no but he's gonna fight again uh, <laughs> i don't know he uh one he, he made a comment about like like uh he's enjoying acting and being on steroids. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, All right. Well there you so, go. Because but uh yeah, he doesn't seem to have any okay. interest in, in fighting. They tried to I remember I heard rumors of him doing a boxing matchup and that never happened because he took some acting. But I mean but hey, honestly, like like when I look at it this way, this is a sport that has no pension. For fighters because there's no u- union and oftentimes fighters when they're when they're out of the sport they're forgotten about forever yeah and just do, doing the little simple thing like the ufc hall of fame that for these guys after they retire it means it probably means more to it means it definitely means more to those guys than than the naysayers who say, oh, this person doesn't deserve it. That's all that matters. It matters to those people who get put in. So And Cerrone's he's made millions and he probably has almost a thousand dollars in the bank account. So yeah, yeah. Good, good for him. Uh, <laughs> uh all right. We got our three questions for March and April. Since we got no show to preview, we'll just kind of look ahead at the month. And um at first question, I guess I'll ask uh, you, Ryan, is what was your favorite fight or moment in March? Uh to me, I'm gonna go a fight and that was that Gaethje Raphael Fizzi fight. Okay. I just still thinking about that. It was a, it's a fantastic fight. I'll, I'm going to go with uh, Cerrone being nominated, being uh, inducted into hall of fame. Yeah. That was, that was an all timer. Yeah. Like watching. I mean, the there's a lot of good moments. I mean, going yeah. back to John Jones, just yep. doing incredible stuff and Alexa Grasso pulling off the incredible upset, you know, the so many good crowd. Yeah. 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 So yeah. many good moments in March to be honest so um and uh and then of course our next question if you've listened to the show for any length of time uh what is uh the fight you're most looking forward to in the month of april i think it's pretty obvious for you yeah well yeah it's got to be the main event of ufc 280 no you know what no it's holloway and allen city that's (laughs) for me you thought i was going to say prayer adesanya no, I thought you were going to say Holloway, Holloway and Allen. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Holloway and Allen. Because I know Come you, on, yeah, dude. Like, Max Holloway's your favorite fighter. So. And Arnold Allen is what? what Arnold Allen's incredible. wins in a row or something? Yeah, Arnold Allen's incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to so me. That, that's it for me. To me, I am I am going Pereira and Adesanya just because I just I just think the mat, that matchup is just so great, no matter what sport it is, whether it's kickboxing or MMA, just those two, like – Something about those two fighting each other. That's just—it's to me, it's—it's it's a great matchup. So, so and it's super interesting after what happened last time. Last time with Adesanya 
on his way to winning that fight until he got finished late in the fifth round. Just so. And his best chance of winning, um, I think, Adesanya is to get this fight like quick. Uh, because and, and so this like getting it now is is probably because I think Pereira is only going to get better at MMA. Yeah, and uh, I I would also throw in uh, I'm really really on that card looking forward to uh, Raul Rosas against Christian Rodriguez. Yeah, um, I think I'm like I'm going to be pretty invested in in that guy uh, until he loses. Yeah, Ros- um, Rosas. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good card. Honestly, that main <laughs> card there. Yeah. Um, Kevin Holland and Santiago Ponzinibbio, Rob Font and Adrian Yanez, and of course Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal on the Comey. It's a yeah. really big card. All right, and our third, uh, what ends up being the best match at WrestleMania? Best yeah. match? Okay, I'm yeah, glad you asked to, it that I way. I want because... to throw this throw this yeah. in for 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 all our listeners who enjoy both MMA hey, and Mike and, and JD talk so... about everything but Impact, yeah. so we can talk about wrestling. Yeah. So. Um, I, okay, so I'm glad you asked it that way because originally when I first read the question, I thought it was going to be which match are you most looking forward to? Yeah. And that was like a really hard question to answer. Yeah. But I actually think this one's pretty easy. So yeah. I think the best match at WrestleMania is going to be Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. You do? Yeah. yeah. See, I have a tough time picking this because, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big WWE weekly watcher. Actually, I don't watch it really weekly at all, but I keep up with it. But there's a lot of good matches. I mean, I was there is like, like Edge and Balor could be great inside that cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the tag match Usos against Sammy and Sammy that uh, could Owens. be that could be incredible. Incredible. Uh, even Charlotte against even the two women's title matches could be great. Could the be three, great. The three way, the three way, going to be your pick. The three way between with Gunther. Uh, Drew Mac, he's always going to be Walter to me. Uh, yeah, and Drew and Sheamus. I do think, I do think Cody and Roman is going to end up okay. being the best match. Could be. You know what? Another one that you didn't mention that I'm, I think it might steal the show is yeah. that four way tag match. Yeah, um, the Street Profits and well, because um, Montez Ford is yeah is incredible, and Alpha Academy is great, yeah. and uh, Viking Raiders are awesome. And uh, Rick and Braun are yeah. like great too. Yeah, like, I probably won't watch night one live because I'm gonna be busy Saturday, Saturday, but I'll probably watch watching the PFL. Live. No, no, I, <laughs> I've got other when yeah, I, I know I, I work at the bar. I'm on, I know, I'm on, my, on my tip all the year that I can that I can. I'm working, I'm working, but uh, I'll probably catch it, catch it later, but uh. I, I, I want to see Montez and Ricochet do some just crazy shit with each other. Yeah. And 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 I'm telling you, I think Rollins and Paul are, you know, that, yeah. that one's gonna, gonna be, be real good. good. Too. Yeah. yeah. They've got a lot of good good wrestling matches this year. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean so if the question was what am I most looking forward to, like I was gonna have a real hard time answering that. So I'm glad that wasn't the question. I mean the most forward to is probably the tag match just because it the tag title match just because it's been built up so well. Yeah, that, I mean, it's either that or or the main event. Yeah, um, you know, for me, but but I mean, there's so many that are good, and there's not really. I mean, there's like maybe like two matches that are you know you could even kind of remotely call bad, and you know the the women's uh, four four way tag and and the uh, Brett, Brock and almost, but even Brock and almost will be good. That'd be a spectacle, you know, yeah. seeing, seeing Brock F5 almost. Yeah, that'll be awesome. All right. Uh, we got some news uh, to uh, to close out the show. And, uh, yeah, we're we're clicking right along. But there's a lot, of, a lot of news, actually, this week. So the first one, who the hell is Frank Colazzo? 
I know Frank I should know this. Frank Palazzo. He uh his name was in the uh MMA news this week for the most wrong reasons of all. He was a he's a referee in Texas. Oh right. Okay. I okay. Yeah. I knew we were gonna talk about this. I just yeah. couldn't remember his name. Okay. Referee referee in Texas. And yeah. uh Friday night he was uh refing the Fury FC show. I don't I forget the names of the fighters. But there was a fighter who had who had his opponent in a rear naked choke, and the guy was unconscious, and the choke was still in. And Frank Colazzo, the referee, is just standing there, not calling anything, just letting it go. The guy's unconscious, and he still has the choke in. And then the and then the fighter who who was conscious switches to an arm bar, while the other guy is still unconscious, and pro, and does a ton of damage to the guy's elbow. While he's unconscious, and he finally wakes up and starts tapping, but the guy was asleep for a good forty-five seconds, probably, and fight wasn't stopped. And Frank Claus was just and this was just the most, most egregious, worst refereeing job of all time. And of course, it happens in Texas. And of course, Frank Claus was the next night was a judge at the UFC show. Jesus. No accountability, no accountability whatsoever. No, no punishment whatsoever. Whatsoever, just you know, act like the, like the two you, fighters. It was actually the main event. It was Edgar Chares and Gianni Vasquez, and uh, the um, it was Chares that had Vasquez uh, in the hold. Yeah. And yeah, and you, you watch the fight. Um, there's over two two point one million views uh, right now on YouTube for a for a Fury FC fight. So that tells you all you need to know. Um, this was just this was like the guy could have died. The yeah, I mean, the guy might have died, honestly. Like, and then he comes to, and he's like tapping, and and the ref, he's trying to tap with his feet, and the ref is like not just looking at his face. I don't know, and like the guy's out. The the crowd, the announcers are screaming, and uh, oh my god, it this was just so bad. And then he could have like ripped his arm off when he when he had him in the arm bar, and he still wasn't letting it go. I, I think the the armbar was on for a good twenty five seconds, and the yeah. guy's not fighting back. His elbow's bent backwards. I'm watching it right now. It's just brutal. Um, I will uh, I will retweet uh, Cabosa's, uh tweet here, and you can see it on my timeline if you're listening. Uh, if you haven't seen this already, which I imagine most people have, because I've heard people that don't even normally talk about MMA talking about this. Yeah. And yeah, that guy should never ref again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's. I I I'm I was sickened when I saw yeah that, that's saw brutal that. like yeah like, come on uh, Coloza you're the, you're our geek of the week I don't have any cool music geek like, of the uh, year <laughs> yeah yeah there you go we'll have to remember this one at the nerd end. yeah <laughs> uh, all right next up is Bellator two ninety seven they announced this I think it was today today yeah, um, yeah uh, t- big show in coming up in June in uh, Chicago and they they usually like to do big shows in Chicago. Uh, we're getting the uh, the the light heavyweight uh, world title fight between Vadim Nemkov and Yoel Romero that was originally scheduled for last end of last year, Bellator well, 290. Scheduled for February or February? Okay, yeah, yeah Bellator 290. Well, it's going to happen. So cross your fingers in June, uh, Friday, June 16th at the Wind Trust. So running a big arena, yeah. and uh, and then they in the co-main, uh, Patricio Pitbull is going down a weight class, and he's going to attempt to become a three division champion uh, against not simultaneous, but in his career against uh, Sergio Pettis, um, yeah. and uh, that's another big fight. So yeah, this is uh, could be a big one. 
Honestly, that should be the main event over Nimkov Romero because I mean should you be. have it, it's strange too because because Pettis, I mean, he's coming back from injury, but he's not immediately fighting the uh, the winner of the bantamweight Grand Prix who has what the interim bantamweight. Is that? Title? But that's not. Isn't that still going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, finals. So. The finals are coming up here. Here. Yeah. So I guess here, they're just in a month. Next month, I think. Yeah. It's kind of weird because they've had two tournaments, weird. and I think Pitbull's been in both of them, yeah. and uh, and now he's going for the bantamweight title. But. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Pitbull's looking for make history to be the first fighter in any yeah. any promotion to win to win three uh, titles in three different divisions. So, yeah, to me, that's a bigger fight. But yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a big show right there. Well, them. you know what? Uh, there's pretty decent chance that Romero and Nemkov ends up getting canceled anyway. So that could be, could end up being the main event by the time we get to June. Uh, that's, uh, that's like a long way away. Uh, that's like two weeks after double or nothing, double or nothing feels like a long way away. Um, yeah. So that was, that was pretty big news. Not often Bellator's our second lead news item, but that was, that was a big yeah. one. Uh, Paulo Costa is in the news again. Yeah. Paulo Costa, he uh, signed a new UFC contract, either four fights or five fights. I've heard both of them. Both of them, but yeah, we've talked about him for a while, wanting a new contract and them negotiating. And yeah, he got a new new deal done. Uh, he he's uh, talked about he wants to fight Sean Strickland in May, and okay. then Kamzat Chimaev in October. And oh. uh, very possibly could happen. I mean, if he if he fights Strickland in May and wins, and you know, I very easily see the Chimaev and Costa would be a great matchup. To be yeah, honest. It, doesn't, it does not look like Chimaev is going to fight until Abu Dhabi. Okay, there, you know, as long and that's as o- a, that's October. October, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to fight until then. Till so then, he can but, just but, uh, he can just fight the winner of of that fight yeah. if they do it in in yeah. May. Yeah. Um. So. All right. This one. Uh, this happened just after we recorded last week. Yeah. Um. Colby Covington uh threatened to kill John Anik. Basically, yeah. that's the Coles <laughs> Notes version. Basically, yeah, he said. Uh, so John Anik, uh, who is the most well liked guy probably in the UFC, he's a he's a he's a UFC employee. He's not a fighter. I mean, you know, he's the lead play by play guy. But John Anik, uh, during his podcast, he was they were talking about who deserves the next welterweight title shot, and Anik said Bilal Muhammad deserves it, and Anik said that. That you know he's friends with Bilal, but this is this is you know, but he's taking the bias out of it because when you look at the legit record, Bilal Muhammad deserves it next. And so Colby starts going on a tirade about about Anik, you know, you know, doing what Colby like. It's one thing to trash talk, trash talk other fighters, but but when you start attacking the UFC play-by-play guy and a UFC employee, like that's crossing the line that should never be crossed. You know, and uh, he uh, he basically said that we don't live far from each other, and I'm not afraid to leave your children without a father. Is what he said. Jesus, it's like, it's like, and I'm a little, you know, I kind of wish I went to San Antonio this weekend just to, just to, no, but not a single person asked Dana about those comments. Well, not a single person has asked Dana about those comments. Like, like I would have asked about that. I'd be like. Be like because to me that's like. Do you think you would have answered? I don't know. I don't. But know. you got to ask a question though. It doesn't matter. But you got to ask a question because that's that's yeah. It's a, that's that's crossing a line. Going you know 
you know, saying that about a UFC employee, especially John Anik. John yeah. Anik, you know, you know, and yeah, it's Colby, Colby. But to me, that's to me, like that's like you got to take away his title shot for that. Like, there's got to be some kind of repercussions for that one because Dana, you know, Dana can say whatever. Dana loves the people who work for the UFC. He will do anything to take care of the take care of those people. And there's been incidents where where uh, fighters have had confrontations with UFC employees, and it has not been good for the fighters who who did that. Like they've been reprimanded, suspended, fined, fired, all that, all that. So that that Colby Covington uh, uh, Leon Edwards fight, uh, if it were to happen, it's gonna be on pay per view, right? Yeah. Who's the who does the lead commentating on all the pay per views? John Anik. How can you make John Anik call a Kobe Covington fight? Yeah. After this, like, yeah. you can't. Like, yeah, I, yeah they got to do something because that's or or he's got to make a public apology. Yeah. And as a as a wise man once said, the the public dis the disrespect needs to be as the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. Yeah. Is that is that how uh, Phil put it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it, it's not going to happen. And uh, I mean, I hope he loses the title shot, but if I had to put money on it, I, I don't think I would. And I'm a gambler. So, um, all right. Cody and uh, Dominic Cruz, uh, this yeah. is a fight you've been calling for. Is it happening? Uh, Cody, uh, Cody uh, mentioned that he was offered a fight with Dominic Cruz for July. So oh, fight week. Exactly. Yeah, uh, fight week or who knows? Maybe a main event on a fight night card. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Who knows exactly? But uh, yeah, that looks like it's a possibility. And uh, to me, like I, I mentioned, it's the if you're ever going to book those two in a rematch, now's the time because we don't know how many fights each each one of them has left. And, and so. I mean, it's basically you're just gonna knock one of them out essentially. Yeah. Like not not saying they're gonna get knocked out, but whoever loses, they're done. Yeah, like, you know, so yeah, no, I, I love that fight. Um, and uh, a fight where I don't want to see either one out, Mirab and Cousin Umar. Yeah, uh, uh, depending on who, it was either Umar or Ali posted on Umar's Twitter account that they were offered a main event fight for, for May 13th against Mirab Devalishvili, and Devalishvili turned it down, claiming he's nursing injuries so here's a weird thing may 13th already has a main event between anthony smith and johnny walker which from what i have heard that fight's still on that fight okay so uh maybe they meant may 20th i don't know because may 20th show currently doesn't have a main event yeah we but, talked about that last week yeah but uh to me this is this is weird match me this is weird yes. this almost seems like punishment for marab for not wanting to fight fight um well, but but you know what? It's it's bad on two senses because yeah. number one, it's it's a really dangerous fight for a guy like Marab to take. Yeah. But number two, it might be a little early for Umar <laughs> yeah. to be fighting a guy like yeah. Marab. Yeah, like I this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, at all. Yeah, and I mean, and plus Marab just fought two weeks ago, and you're trying yeah. to make him yeah. make him turn around in less than two months now. Now to fight, you know, a dangerous guy like Umar and Armagomedov. Like and to me, trying to make that fight before this the Sanhagen fight happened this weekend, like yeah, because that just didn't make any. To me, that when I saw that, I go like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That matchup. I mean, and it could be just 
Murat or uh, Umar and Ali trying to pressure like posturing, like posturing, pressuring, yeah, stuff to happen. You know, that's just uh, like I said, that just when I saw that today, it didn't make sense to me for a whole lot of reasons. So, well, well but, but there was they said something about July, July possibly. I know they're having trouble getting Umar fights because okay. they're just ranked opponents. Opponents, somebody's gonna have to fight him eventually, eventually, maybe the winner of. Font and Yanez here here in two weeks can can we'll fight him, but uh, but not yeah. Peter Yan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't I said Yanez. Yeah, not P- not Piotr Yan. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, UFC Boston return. We we bring this up all the time. Is yeah, we talk about Boston. Uh, somebody asked Dana on Instagram, and he said this summer, and I have heard August. Okay, so that'd be Boston. like a fight night then. Uh, could be a pay per view. Who knows? Okay. Uh, all I know is it won't be August fifth. Okay, I'm not because of the TD Gardens book that night, but 19th, 26th, maybe one of those two days. That uh, get Patty on that card. Um, Carla Esparza, what's up with her? Yeah, we won't be seeing her fight for a while because she's knocked up. So. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna joke and say, what is she pregnant? Yeah, and sure enough, she is. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. She, Congratulations she, to her. She and her new husband announced pregnancy over the weekend. The baby's due. So what they call it, little cookie monster doing uh <laughs> doing September. So and she be like, it'll probably be next summer before I fight again. So is she gonna come but, back with a new name and I'm not gonna know who she is? <laughs> Although there's no, no way I, I wouldn't recognize her. Yeah, no, I, I well her her husband's not a fighter, so oh, okay. usually usually when the fighters change their name change their names, it's because they're either married to a fighter or a coach. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, well, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. They, I know they were, uh, they got married this summer, right? Cause that was why she couldn't fight right away after she won the title. Yeah. Or last summer, walk, I should say. Yeah. She wanted to walk down the aisle as a champion. So. Yeah. And that's why she couldn't fight in her fight. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. We got some fight announcements, some good ones here. So, okay. Uh, first off, uh, USC fight night, April 22nd, uh, Mohammed Usman, Kamaru's brother in the, uh, the uh, winner of the heavyweight ultimate fighter season this past year. He's having his first post tough fight uh, against uh, junior Taffa, the brother yeah. of Justin Taffa. So there's that. Uh, UFC fight night on May 13th. Here's a nice welterweight fight. Daniel Rodriguez against Ian Gary. That's a really nice one. Yeah. Uh, UFC fight night, June 3rd main event, Jack Hermanson against Brandon Allen. It's a wow. Really good fight right there. Yeah. And then, Really, the only other one I'll, I'll talk about too, UFC 289, uh, June 10th in Canada, either Vancouver or Calgary. I still here in Vancouver. Oh. I've heard Calgary as a possibility. Uh, Gurum Kutaladze against John McDessie. So they're another Canadian fighter, McDessie. Yeah. Then UFC Fight Night, June 24th, Tetsuro Tyra, big uh, flyweight prospect against Clayton Rodriguez. Tyra, yeah, he we we just saw him not that long ago. Yeah. So. Um, and then you, I noticed you had, uh, oh, on, also on that fight night uh, on June on June third card, David Onama is that his first yeah. fight since the Landwehr fight? I think so. I don't think. Yeah. He, I don't think he's fought since that. He's he's been but he was booked for a fight that fell apart last minute, and then I know he was he's a James Krause fighter. So right, so right. He's, right. Fight so he's fighting Kusain Ash. Oskopov, so Oskopov, you know, yeah, yeah, and uh, I noticed Haley Cowan's rebooked again, so hopefully she gets this fight. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. After, for uh, April 29th. yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So that is uh, that is the uh, that's our show. So uh, you can uh, let us know. Uh, you know, if you have any questions for a future uh, question of the week, just just let us know. Uh, Ryan J. Frederick or Paul Ace Fontaine, and and we'll try to get to your questions. And uh, Ryan, uh, what do you got to plug? I I read your uh, write up. You got you got you were over the New Japan Cup in this week's uh, edition. So I actually read it today. So uh, oh, good, good job. <laughs> oh, thank, thanks. I haven't read the observer in so long. Oh <laughs> always, yeah. And I always skip my spot, my, my stuff. Cause you know, I, yeah, I, no, I, no, I read I, it so much during the week while I'm writing it. So, so yeah, good. No, it was good. good. It was good. It was real good. Yeah. I got to, I got to talk a lot about Colby and, and I'm glad that stuff happened that happened with Anik on Tuesday. Cause it, uh, it made for, just a yep. more of a big overall look at who's next. But yeah, if you're interested in all the post UFC 286 coverage, check out this week's edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. And then I'll have write up this of uh, this show, this upcoming on the new issue that comes out Friday. And then nothing going on this weekend as far as MMA for me. So so I'm gonna enjoy what I call my uh one of my rare weekends off. And I'll be uh, I'll be guesting on a special edition of the Power Bombshells on our uh, Fight Game Media YouTube channel with um, with Mel and Sam uh, on uh, Friday uh, going over the ROH show. So looking forward to that. And then of course I'll do a show with my my show with Jeff Hawkins on the uh, Fight Game Media Patreon uh, tomorrow uh, after AW Dynamite. So those are those are always fun. And uh, we just debuted a new segment. I think we're going to call it Yelling at Clouds with uh, Grandpa Dez and Old Man Hawkins, and where we're just going to rant about whatever we feel like ranting about uh, in the world of wrestling. So, Abe Simpson. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Got to do, got to do a logo with Jeff's face on, on uh, old Abe's body. Um, so for uh, Ryan, I've been Paul and Ryan, take us home. Like you always do. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show for those watching MMA wrestling this week. Enjoy the, enjoy the fights, enjoy the matches and uh, have a great week. Later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but many health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.